You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to episode 29 of Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind in existence. A quick shout out to J Hill Marketing and Creative Services and our parent company, Sick Biz Inc., for sponsoring this awesome sauce podcast. It is because of your generous support that we are even around. Thank you. We are talking to a man today with the gift of producing. Andrew Ammons is an opportunity generator, founder and integrator of Ammons Companies. He is here to teach us how to create wealth and smash paradigms. And he knows a thing or two about getting through the struggles and finding and earning success. Please welcome Andrew Ammons. Andrew Ammons is in the digital Sick Biz Buzz studio today. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you very much. I made it. I'm here. I'm in the in the digital space. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you're my co-host this week. That's amazing. Thank you. You bet. Yeah. And so speaking of the digital space, though, when you say that, I think of like the Simpsons episode where, you know, they they went through the time fold or whatever, and then they were all kind of nebulous and floating around. And that just made me just made me think of that. I just went right to that visual for some reason. Yeah, there you go. I'll either show my uh, either my age and or my uh, uh, maybe I was a little sheltered that I don't know what episode you're talking about. Oh my God, I'm totally tagging you then. You're going to be like, why is this GIF on my page or GIF? And you know what? Let's talk about that for a second. Is it GIF or GIF? You know, I, it's one of those things that I stay away from. I just, uh, I'll talk very clear. And as I get to that part of the conversation, maybe just fade out because I, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you today to see if there's any fade out moments that come in. That's right. Well, fix, fix it in post, I guess. Yeah, so let's introduce you. Let's uh, let's talk about what you're doing. What I know of you is that you are an incredible creator. And um, whatever you seem to wrap your mind in your hands and your heart around succeeds. And I know that you work with some amazing people. But tell us everything that you're involved in. Well, you know, that's, that's actually a project I'm working on right now is tying that all together. Uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, I, first of all, I appreciate the compliment. Um, I, I think that creator is 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 a good word, but uh, mostly I'm a solutions provider. I like to call myself. Uh, I own uh, and operate a few service companies, contracting companies in the uh, uh, exterior maintenance and restoration uh, industry. So uh, let me let me dial it down a little bit to say roofing, uh, landscaping, uh, and of course, I'm involved with Ryan Stuman and uh, putting together some products to actually pull back the curtain, if you will, uh, for a lot of people who've just fallen into the the trades or in contracting uh, to let them know that that if they can put in a few systems and a few things uh, in place in their their business and lives, they can have a a, a much a much better life, higher quality life than they ever thought they could. That's awesome. So, you're instituting some coaching for them to a certain right. degree. 
And that is that is so relevant to who you are. From what I know, you like every time I talk to you, even if we're just having a regular conversation, like, hey, do you like cats or dogs? You'd be like, you know, you know how you would tap into the mindset of what you're really aligned with, Hillary. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. I always tell people that uh, if they come to my office, they ask me a question that I don't have all the data for. I I don't fully. I don't have my my set. I'm such a researcher. The answer to almost every question is, well, it depends. That's interesting. Yes or no. And that's and it makes sense in a in a maddening way. You (laughs) seriously, when I was in college, I I took a a class on critical thinking, and it was fascinating and maddening at the same time. Right. Right. Welcome to my life. Yeah, welcome to your life. Exactly. That's that's so, probably that's where a lot of this came from. You know, when I started, uh, my family has been in the in the general contracting space uh, since I can remember. Uh, but I, I spent a lot of times building my businesses. Uh, I jokingly say, you know, backwards uh, the systems, the processes, and the things that we were going to need to overcome hurdles uh, ten years down the road uh, have always been just so crucial to me. And so I developed those on the front end, and that's where the coaching thing came into play. I thought after I got involved in Ryan's network and some of these others, how many people are there out there that aren't critical thinkers? And how could I leverage uh, 10 plus years of four o'clock mornings uh, building these systems out to potentially uh, increase you know, other people's lives and my value in the world? And uh, that's where the coaching really came from. You know, me and you both, we see coaches well, everywhere in the yeah. quote unquote digital space now. Yes. And hopefully we know a little bit about picking and choosing those coaches. Right. <laughs> and what, we what hope. makes sense and what, yeah, we hope we're like, Hey, I'm following this guy. He sounds like he knows what I, Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, shoot. Shoot. Yep. Aliens again. Ha huh, dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> so as it applies to critical thinking now, that's a skill. Or a curse. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll read. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, so when you apply that, though, it takes a level of confidence in order to actually receive the honest feedback that you're seeking. Because if you're somebody who is intimidated by critique, you are not likely to know how to listen to critical thinking. Did you have to learn this or have you just always had that that point of core self-confidence where you knew you could receive the feedback and, and apply it and then um, actually hone your skill set? Yeah, I, I think it was definitely an, an acquired skill. Uh, I will say that I was, I was blessed at a young age to... Uh, be around, uh, you could call it critical thinkers or, or a victim mentality. You know, you could, you could call it a little bit more of a, um, you know, people questioning you. I always had it instilled in me that uh, there's always a better way to do something. And uh, it was you know, kind of part of my responsibility to, to figure out what that better way was and, and reject the status quo. Uh, but, you know, I think about that in my day-to-day business. When I'm asking people questions, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to follow my critical path of thinking, sometimes that comes off as me accusing or questioning people. I think that's what you're getting at. If you're not used to that, 
um, going through that critical thought process, it can feel almost like an attack. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. When I wrote my first novel, Killing Carl, um, it's about a serial killer's wife. Uh-huh. Big bestseller. Just kidding. When I wrote that novel, um, <laughs> I entered it in a contest and okay. I and I threw it to the wolves and everybody who was a contestant and even if you weren't and you just wanted to register to um, deliver some form of critique, you could do that. So my book went up and people were able to critique it. And it was a terrible iteration because I was trying <laughs> to create intrigue with gratuitous blood and violence. But people mm-hmm. ripped me to shreds. There must have been 60 people. This sucks and this is why this sucks. And I don't even have a reason why. Yeah. And I could not I could not wrap my head around the critique. And it was very, very difficult. So, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But I knowingly walked into that. And people, I think, knowingly have to walk into it. And that's not to say that you're going to get raked over the coals every single time. The first time is going to feel like that, though. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and to touch on that, you know, it it just goes back to that critical thinking. It's fantastic. Right. I I jokingly say it's a curse uh, Mm -hmm. is that a lot of times the person that needs the to be that researcher and go through all the critical thinking and and self-evaluation, you know, they need it for themselves. They don't, they think that everybody in the room needs that type of thought process. Uh, But what I've learned about myself over the past couple of years is I'm the only one that needs, you know, the T charts and all the data to figure things out. And the more that I harness uh, and and recognize that it's me that needs it, not the other person in the room, uh, Mm -hmm. I begin to be able to serve them the information they need uh, to be their best uh, rather than trying to serve them the information I need to be my best. That's awesome. That's the flip side of it, too. And it's such a deep subject. Um, You know, what would you say to a person who, let's say they started their business and they've been operational for maybe six months. And so they're in a learning phase and they're learning a lot about what to do and what not to do. And they hear critique and they don't want to hear it and they're defensive. You know, or they're defensive because it's the only option they have. And a lot of our entrepreneurs that we talk to really don't have the ability to work outside the house. So they're going to get defensive. And it's it's their baby. People are very emotional about their businesses. Absolutely. You know, and, and like that's a good thing, right? Sure. I mean, I think it's good to be engaged and be protective and, and uh, that on, on a lot of levels just uh, shows how much you care about what you're working on. Yeah, I agree. And at the same time, if somebody's in that position and they're feeling ultra defensive because they're not ready to hear, it's not as great as they thought, because that stings, that mm-hmm. hurts. What would you say to them to help them get through that mentality? You know, I think the number one thing is is perception, right? When we get into our business, um, we, we kind of get these blinders on. We, I think the human element and what we normally do is try to work hard over work smart. And we get cornered to where we're just working our butts off for this vision, for this dream, for this way that we know to do it. And, you know, I'm kind of foreshadowing what my answer is here, but 
you work, you work, you work, you may condemn yourself to uh, 15, 20 hour work days, whatever it is. And then you hit this roadblock to where you look up and somebody either tells you, hey, the way you're doing it is wrong, or mm -hmm. you look up and there's another company that is, uh, that is just killing you out there uh, and, and seems to be making it look easier, right? And, and that's yeah. the uh, defensiveness that you're talking about. Is that right? Coming from that competition and saying I'm immediately putting on those defenses because I'm looking around me and my perception is different than what it is. And yeah, I think to get over that, you don't, somebody asked a question last week and they said, you ask yourselves, how am I going to change in the next five years? And then you mm -hmm. flip it and say, would it be acceptable if I did not change in the next five years? Mm -hmm. And that was trippy to me. Right. Because I hadn't really thought about it that way. So when you're trying to stay safe because it's secure and it's familiar, even if even if what you're familiar with is like a load of crap. <laughs> Which a lot of times it is. <laughs> right? Right. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. It I, I look at it as if you can change your mindset, I'm going to take it almost to something that's just super relevant for me right now. Um I'm an entrepreneur. I'm pushing these service businesses, uh, trying to 10 X them every day of the week. I get caught in my way. I work my butt off and then I'll look up sometimes and somebody looks at me and says, Hey, you're doing this wrong. Uh, or I see another company that's doing uh, way more revenue than me. And at first it really stings. It makes you, it makes you mad. It makes you defensive. Uh, the human mind wants to go directly into the, the victim's mentality, but or, or mindset. But just recently, um, I don't know what it was that I was reading, but I, I really recognize this thought process that, you know, when I look up and somebody tells me there's a different way or there's a company that's doing and achieving some of the goals that I'm looking out for, if, if I can trick my mind, and it's not even a trick, it's, it's real, to recognize the fact that because there's a different way to do it or because another company is actually achieving what I've set out to achieve, that makes it all the more achievable for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you look at this, there's a there's a million different ways to do this. And the fact is, if we all stay comfortable and we all do it the way it's always been done, then greatness can't be achieved. Right. We can't we can't do the impossible if we do it the same old way that our parents taught us or that the other landscaper down the road did. You know, they're the other landscaper down the road. And if I'm going to be anything more than that, uh, I have to accept the fact that there are total um, brain bending different ways of doing things. Brain benders. I love that. <laughs> that's that's, right. e that's excellent. So what do you think about preparing people for that pain that's going to come from growing? How to prepare them? Yeah. How to prepare them and maybe as they're going through it, how to hang on. Well, you know, first of all, I think it's something that I, I, I said just recently I've always heard my entire life how hard it is to build a business, uh, how much how much tolerance you have to have for financial stress, how much tolerance you have to have for team and tribe building. And I don't think you really ever accept those things until you're there. It's kind of like having a having a baby. You know, you always hear parents say, we never knew what tired was until we had a kid. 
<laughs> you know, and I think back to before I had children, I, I felt the same way. I thought there were plenty of times that after a long day of work, uh, I was I was worn out and exhausted. And then I had my my daughter, Olivia, and I realized, wow, there's a whole nother uh, level of tired that the that the human can handle, the human body can handle. So first of all, I think that I would tell people just know uh, that that those struggles and those growing pains are real. And when you start to feel them and you start to think, wow, this really hurts. This must not be right. I must be doing wrong. I can assure you from personal experience that as soon as you start feeling that, you should recognize you're in the right place. You are and you're in a special club. That's that exactly only right. The crazy masochistic people, self-masochistic people belong to of repeated self-abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not on purpose. Uh, right, right. Accidental repeated self-abuse. That right. defines the pain of an entrepreneur. <laughs> oh my God. It makes me think of uh, Verde Landscape Companies as one of my uh, service companies. It's a primarily commercial uh, landscape maintenance, a little bit of installation work. But a few years ago, uh, I, you know, my ambition generally uh, is larger than than the action I've taken or the systems that I've set up. Unfortunately, sometimes, uh, but I, I bought a a small another landscaping company in a town about three hours away. I didn't do my due diligence on it. The equipment, the accounts, the people that were working for the company. Um, it was an emotional thing for me. I really wanted that. I wanted that business growth. I wanted to prove uh, that a small town kid uh, could build a multi-million dollar uh, business out of a landscaping company and be professional at that. So those are some of the things that were, were driving me. You know, when I bought this company, within the first few months, uh, I, could, I could tell that, that things weren't right. Uh, the, like I said, the accounts weren't on, on point. The equipment was falling apart. And after that, that was, uh, I believe that would have been 2014, maybe for two or three years, I was driving back and forth from this town two to three days a week. Um, I had just had Olivia, my daughter. I was spending more time away from my family than I ever had in my life. And I was literally, uh, you talk about killing yourself, you know, driving back and forth, trying to make this dream live. Um, hundreds of thousand dollars of, of, of debt had no way to pay it back because the business wasn't cash flowing. Uh, my customers in, in that location were um, canceling, you know, daily, it felt like. I was never even supposed to be running the business. And it got to the point to where it really started putting serious strain on uh, my marriage, my time with uh, my new baby. Uh, the businesses that I'd built at, at home base here, a lot of the employees were were aggravated at me because I didn't include them in this. They started kind of um, this anarchy against this other landscaping company that I'd bought and tried to bring into the fold. And it was a really, really tough time. You know, I kept trying to hire managers and uh, W-2 employees, basically hourly, just like the model that I had here. And I, I paint that whole story because you can imagine the headspace I was in, right? I was, I wanted to, I wanted to curl up. I, I think I had a, a couple of times told my wife, if, you know, if I could realistically, and I didn't have any family that, that would need me or anything like that. I think I'd move to Mexico at this point. And I, and I was, I was dead serious. The world was kind of, kind of caving in. And 
that goes to that that feeling that we're talking about that people really don't even know that they're going to feel and how intense it can get. But the encouragement is, is one day I was driving back. I think I had added a crucial uh, team member to my team. And this all goes back to perseverance. But we started having the conversation about this next hire in Lubbock and how we were going to keep this business going that was really actually starting to hurt and tank some of the other service companies because of my time and finances and all these things. And, and there was this immediate, this, this perception shift when, it, when one of the team members said, well, Andrew, we keep looking for these hourly people and we keep looking for hourly employees and field guys and managers. What if we set up a, a vendor relationship where we find a, a competent uh, owner operator landscape company in, in this town and we subcontract out all of the accounts, we own the relationship, we own the branding, we set them up with the administrative support and the systems that Andrew, you've spent 10 years building. And we let these hourly problems and, and these flat tire calls go away. And it's just like, talk about brain bending. I spent three years um, driving myself into the ground and one quick little uh, uh, perception change, if you will, uh, opens up this whole new opportunity to where uh, we were able to immediately release a lot of that stress and have now built uh, multiple six-figure contracts on top of that in that market because of a simple mind shift. And that's so I didn't mean just amazing. To- oh, no. It, that's I don't know what- how I got off on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes back around to perception. And it's, you know, it's like your perception, but it's also the perception of other people around you who can help you to see the truth. Like I tell my authors, you don't have the perception to edit this book. You, You simply don't have it. You're not far enough away from it. And the same thing is true in this case is that you didn't have the perception that was needed. Somebody right. else needed to come in with fresh eyes and take a look at it and so it's okay to tell yourself this as you go through the pain. I don't have the perception that it is needed. And maybe that will help to alleviate some of the stinging that comes as a result from this feedback. So my perception of you is that you're a natural-born freaking coach. And this brings us to our last question, if you can believe it. And we only had like two questions or, or one, but this is why we go where the conversation goes. Right. Every time. Yep. Every time. (laughs) So what is the one thing people don't know about you? The one thing that people don't know about me. Does, Does there only have to be one? I mean, you know what? We could do like a top three, maybe. I think, as far as as the general public people don't know about me, uh, it's very rare that I have things as collected and put together as I make it appear. I'll 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 put it that way. Uh, that may be too far out there. You may be fishing for a different answer, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's it's very rare. A lot of a lot of what I put out there, whether it's my content for the Service Pro Success System or what I do in my businesses. I am driven by an end goal and a vision. And even though it looks like I've got it all put together, I allow my drive for that uh, to to build the theoretical hang glider, I suppose. 
That's awesome. I love your answer. It's one of the best I've received. And side note, you sound like Matthew McConaughey. Well, I am from Texas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that may be it. If you want to go with a shallow, uh, maybe not so deep, uh, the one thing that most people probably don't know about me is uh, throughout high school and uh, uh, a little bit in college, I played in a metalcore band and had a lip ring that uh, was on the right side here that was pierced twice. Uh, first of all, I did it in college once and had to come home for Thanksgiving break and was terrified for my parents to see it. So I took it out, uh, re-pierced it immediately afterwards straight through the scar tissue, and now there's still a dimple on my uh, chin here. That's <laughs> So there you go. There's, there's a simple answer. I love it. Oh, my God. It's all about being open and transparent. Um, you have certainly been that on this episode, and I'm glad we worked through some scheduling things and whatnot to get this all put together. It was Absolutely. wonderful to talk to you and to share your value with our listeners today. And I hope the takeaway for them is to keep muscling through that pain and to understand part of your depth of your pain is perception. So not Andrew, all, not all of it. If not all of it, Andrew, thank you so much for being with us today. It was just an absolute joy to have you on. Thank you so much. When we look at all the people whose success we admire, oftentimes we try and pick apart the qualities that make them so successful. Andrew Ammons is a testament to a mindset making success possible. From his interview, we can tell that he possesses several characteristics of driven people, innovative people, and people who decide to always persevere despite the challenges that might be in their way. He also talked to us about the power of perception, which was fascinating. No matter what he has created, he has defined a system to replicate his success in his industry. If you would like to get in touch with Andrew, you can reach him at AmmonsCompanies.com, A-M-M-O-S Companies.com. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, subscribe, share, and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. We update our blog and content regularly so please also be sure to come on over to sickbiz.com and check out what people have to say about living and working with chronic illness and check out the insight from business and life coaches who are helping those very people to succeed finally text sickbiz to 36260 to receive the most resourceful resources right to your phone. You can even listen to this podcast. You can even access a job board that will get you started working and making a living wage today. That's it for this episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be well.